Hi guys, and welcome to Hauntedology. I'm your host, Megan, and I cannot wait to dive into this next episode. It is my belief that every city has a story to tell, and it's our job to listen. So let's see what this special city has to tell us today. Okay, I am super excited for this Halloween special because the ghost story is one for the books. It continues to fascinate people, both young and old, to this day. Okay, so um, what's so fascinating about this story? Well, it's the story of Renee Rondolia, and it speaks directly to the innate fears that we all share, I believe. And it's the fears of being like devoured by an out-of-control larger than life malignant monstrous force would you say that's a fear you have i mean i know i definitely do but hello i'm the scared skeptic okay so before i answer your questions <laughs> Rene Rendolia. Ooh, it sounds better when you say it Rene. okay just seriously where'd you get that name okay so it's in what, the books man what the heck is a larger than life mal- mal- malignant Monstrous force. Spit it out. Spit it out. Malignant. force. So, it talks a little bit about this later on, but Rene Rondolia, he was said to be, like, super tall. So, it talks a little bit about this later, but Rene Rondolia in life was said to be, like, super tall. Like, seven foot and just Basketball. massive. Basketball. <laughs> So I guess that's where they get like the larger than life part. Okay. But he, um back in those days we weren't very tall, so he probably no. was like he was like like a phenomenon. He probably could have been like five foot and they're like, Oh my god, you're huge. <laughs> but anyways, could but like seriously though, have you looked at the beds that like but like the old yeah. Ben breakfast? Like Jeff Foxworthy even was like, Oh my god, where are these people that short my feet are hanging off the bed? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so that guess is where they get like the monstrous part, larger than life part. But um, the malignant monstrous force is the fact that he had, or is said to have had, certain qualities that would kind of consider him a monster. Scary. Not like Frankenstein monster, but like John Wayne Gacy, Ted Bundy monster. <laughs> okay. And I have to warn you, the story that sets the scene for this whole episode is actually really heart-wrenching. So, for me as a mom, and I'm sure to you as a mom, you're going to feel the same pain that I do as I'm retelling this to you. And I'm sure everyone listening, even those without children, will feel their heartstrings being pulled on by the beginning of the story. Creepy story, go ahead. Not well, a little creepy, but like... I just feel for this child and what she would have been going through. Are you ready? Okay. So, the story starts with a little girl named Mary O'Hara. Mary lived in Folly's Alley. And Folly's Alley was a predominantly poor Irish part of Savannah back in the day in the early 1800s. And the little girl lied awake in hunger one night and decided to slip out of her bed and sneak past her sleeping siblings to find food. Her mother caught her and in a drunken rage began to scream at the child and tossed her out onto the streets to teach her not to steal food. I don't consider it stealing food if it's in your own house. 
What if the child's starving? The child's starving. See, this is where I said, like, I feel for the child. Yeah. So, Mary ended up crying, wandering from house to house, trying to find someone to let her in. No. Her feelings of hunger began to be replaced by feelings of fright. I mean, after all, she was a young girl, tossed outside yeah. in the middle of the night. No street lights back then. So yeah, fly. definitely no street lights. <laughs> Scared? It, yeah, like it was completely dark. She was completely alone. And little Mary ended up huddling under a neighbor's door, already scared, when she would begin to see a huge figure emerge from behind her. (laughs) And she began to knock desperately on the neighbor's door. Sadly, it was to no avail. Meanwhile, the sound of heavy footsteps would get closer and closer and closer. And Mary could feel the hot breath of another person against her neck. She wanted to run and scream, but for some reason, she just, she couldn't. She was frozen. Eventually, her knocks fell silent. Finally, somehow, Mary came to her senses and tried to run, but it was already too late. The big, strong hands of this force had now grasped the little girl's throat, and the creature's hands gave a sudden violent twist, and her neck just snapped. Her body... Yeah, I know, right? Her body went limp when the murderer then proceeded to carry her little lifeless body to Warren Square where he hung her up like a trophy on a shelf. Along with this, his earlier prey had been mostly consistent of rats, rabbits, and squirrels. The makings of a serial killer starting out with small animals. The discovery the next morning sent shockwaves through all of Savannah. Oh, yeah, my child been glued to me like white on rice. Oh, my God, I know. Yeah, I mean, there's no way my child would have breathed. Like, even then, like, I still, like, even though, even though there was this monstrous force out there, whether it was Renee Rondolia or not, I still blame the mother for throwing her out there. Like, she's definitely at fault. Yeah, good job. Now you have to live with that forever. Yeah, so there, you'll hang. Yeah, like I feel terrible. Swinging beside exactly. Like I feel terrible for the child, but I hope the mom stops drinking now or stop drinking at this point and realize, guess what? Your drunken stupor is what killed your child. Crazy! Oh my gosh! It's just like I don't know. It's it's unbelievable. This stuff was still happening even back then. Back then, you hit it. Now it's like broadcast every hour on the hour. Yeah, but. Now Gosh, it's like, when I was a Mary's kid, mom's drunk again. Even when I was a kid, you know, that stuff didn't come up. Mm-hmm. And again, I know children went missing back then. And I know things happened back then, but you never heard about it. You never knew about it. Yeah. We lived in this little oblivious world. Well, yeah. And, and that was. I'm sure back then. Totally early oblivious. 1800s. Yeah. Please. I mean, you didn't even know what was happening in Charleston. Let alone the rest of the world. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't know. I think that living that way and growing up how you guys did, Mm -hmm. I think that's what led to how I grew up. How Mm -hmm. I grew up so, like, when I remember when I was growing up, kids were, it was nothing to hear about a kid being snatched. It was like, that was the thing. Everybody's Yeah. Well, it was like the 70s and 80s. Serial killers. That's the thing. That's in. Yeah. It's like, none of this is in. Yeah, no, no. Mm-mm. No. But I think the fact that that period raised awareness to, like, the serial killer, like, hype, 
mm-hmm. it stopped. And the same with the like the constant kidnappings. Yeah. They seem to have slowed down. I just I think people got smarter. Mm-hmm. You know, got honey, come in when the street lights come on, okay? Bye. No. You keep your cell phone on your behind, you stay in my eyesight, and you go straight to little Susie's house. Don't you take no detours. Do you have find your iPhone turned on? Straight up. Yeah. I mean, all the find my iPhone does have me kind of like pinging in the woods sometimes. Oh my God, yes, don't they? I mean, it has all kind of detours. It has its quirks, but I got the general area. I mean, this just goes to show how long this has been an issue. Yeah, it's terrible. It is. It's it's crazy. Concerned townspeople made their way to the house occupied by the Rondolia family. The people are said to have begun to like pound on the doors and they were like shouting things at the same time like we want the monster we want your son mary o'hara is dead she's hanging from the oak tree renee did it okay number one if somebody had done this to me i'd been like crap's your problem you got proof my kid did it exactly yeah like that's what i don't get like why automatically i mean Maybe he's weird. Maybe he killed small animals. I, I don't know. Do they have proof he killed small animals? Or maybe he was like, you know, of mice and men, Lenny. Yeah. Maybe he was like that and he was just trying to pet them. He was yeah. too rough with them on yeah. accident. But yeah. at this time period, they also probably wouldn't have understood that. So I will give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, the book came out after that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So, Renee's parents are actually, like, woken from their sleep to find all these angry people at the door and shouting and wanting their kid. And, you know, as mothers do, Renee's mother is said to have been defending her son, like, why can't you people leave him alone? He's just a boy. And now it's mentioned that the Rondolias were, like, ignorant of their child's inclinations. And that's highly possible, too. Like, either they did not, they truly did not think anything was wrong with him. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to admit anything was wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Or a mixture. Or, or, um, I mean, back in those days, if he had something, disability, whatever, like you, like you said, he was, he was, he didn't mean, he was just trying to get her to be quiet. He didn't mean to squeeze her neck and hang her. A strangler or whatever. Yeah. Of course, the hanging kind of makes a lot of sense. Yeah, hanging from a but, tree like a trophy part. Yeah, that, that's a little incriminating. But you also did not see him do it. But, um. That's true. If if that's the case, then mom would be like, my child does not have the mentality. Yeah. Like in those days, you say, um, he's. Oh, gosh. Oh, what was it? Um. I'm guessing they had a special a phrase. A child, um, child like yeah, mine. I guess I, I can't remember now, but um, yeah, but that's what they would do. They he didn't simple-minded, know he simple-minded. I guess he didn't know what he was doing. He didn't, you know. Yeah, he didn't mean to do what you think he did. Yeah. yeah. Then that you go back to the whole tree thing. Yeah, yeah, that kind of incriminates that part. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of when if there was a soundtrack to this, it would go wah wah wah. <laughs> <laughs> As a mother, too, I would think you would go, he would not do something. He would not have the mentality to go hang somebody from a tree. He, he's, he's, he's simple. He's, he's special or whatever we would say now. He wouldn't have the mentality to go hang somebody exactly. from a tree. 
Um, and, and, you know, then back to the strangling part, you know. And the reason why that I keep thinking that he's simple-minded or doesn't have the mentality to do this is because of the way he ends up interacting. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we've brought up any of that so far. No. Okay. So, townspeople, they just weren't having any of it anymore. Right. Like, they replied to his mother by shouting, and they're like, he has the hands of a murderer, and they just kept insisting that he's the one that killed this little girl. And Miss Rondolia is still just defending her child, who's said to have been sobbing while addressing the crowd that it could not have been him who did this as he was at the house all night. And she began pleading with the angry citizens not to take her son. Mm-hmm. And at this point, this is the point that I was referring to a few minutes ago. At this point, Renee actually comes down the stairs himself and sees this huge angry mob. And it's said that he just stared at the mob, like expressionless, his mouth kind of slack and drooling. And his eyes were like seemingly empty and unfocused. And upon seeing him the crowd is said to have begun to kind of shrink back away from the house a little bit and it was at this point that it was said that renee kind of came up to his mother and murmured something and he broke out in sobs and runs to her crying and as the crowd witnesses this sight it's reported that they began kind of shrinking back thinking maybe the mother was right maybe she was correct maybe they had the wrong person After much deliberation and, of course, some arguing, the town decided that volunteer guards would be posted at at the Rondolia's house every night and day to make sure that Renee did not roam. As for Mary's family, they were left to bury little Mary while they waited to find out who really killed her. So, it's kind of sad. um, Oh, gosh. What Wish I took psychology class. <laughs> There's a thing where you you do things, but you don't know you did things. I, mean, I know what you're talking and, about. And it's legit. I mean, it's not even kind of the Jekyll Hyde thing, almost. Yeah, because it, it's, it's not all. It's not always murder, um, but um, it could have been. They couldn't diagnose any of that stuff back then. No, they couldn't so, even diagnose yellow fever. Thank you. Um, so, it, it could have been with him coming down looking like, whoa, dude, what's going on here? Mama, what are they doing? What well, You don't know what he whispered to his mom. But, um, you know, it's, I don't know, it just kind of always kind of brings a little of that to mind that if he did it, did he hang them in the square so their family could find them? Did he? I don't know. Uh-oh, sorry, I killed you. Here's your child. <laughs> Well, I don't know. But the thing that gets me is how they describe him coming down the stairs as, like, kind of slack and drooling. Yeah, something right. Like, his eyes are expressionless. Something something is off. That's why I keep saying something mentally is not there. And that's why they just think he's this monster because they don't understand whatever condition he had. And I guess the incriminating part is whenever he... Um, whisper something to his mom and then starts crying. I guess. I, I mean, it's, it's almost like, yeah, mom, you know what? I, I think I might have did that. Oh, crap, mom. <laughs> mom, I believe that might have been me. Mm. Just, just not sure here. You know, yeah. It's, 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 it's sad. I mean, like, 
But I'm still hung up on the fact that his mouth was slack. Yeah. And he was drooling. So when I imagine that, I just imagine like, I don't even know how to describe what I'm imagining, but it's not someone capable of a crime that malicious with that much thought out intent of what to do with a person afterwards. Sure. I don't know. I guess that's one of the unsolved mysteries. I guess so.
um, does Folly's Alley still exist as a place in Savannah, Georgia? Um, actually, technically, yes. There's actually Folly House Inn. Oh, yeah, I want to stay there. You remember, um, when we went downtown that day, and we were talking about trying to find different places, and I said something about a Folly's House Inn being, like, around a certain area. It's on Hull Street. Oh, I do vaguely remember that. Yeah, so... Trying to actually... It's on the far east side of Savannah. Okay. It's like near East Broad Street. Yeah. It's out in that area. And one night out on the west side of town, you know how we just talked about Folly's Alley being on the east side? Mm -hmm. So... A huge fire broke out on the west side and it began to spread through the city and everyone was called to fight it, including Renee's guards. Yeah, poor guy will be incriminated again. So, upon returning to their post at Renee's house later that night, they discovered him to be missing. Hey, dog. <laughs> <laughs> While searching for him, less than two blocks away, they found the body of another child. Make him on me. Renee was savoring his moments of freedom. Even with his mental shortcomings, he's said to have been well aware that he was different from the rest of the people in the town. Aww. On this particular night, it is said that he revealed in his difference. Oh, crap. That's a revel. I don't know what I said today, though. From top. <laughs> yeah, we should have blue for real. <laughs> That'd be better than the thing. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> then. <laughs> the blue for real would be explicit. <laughs> oh, okay. Then one night, on the west side of town, a huge fire started and began to spread throughout the whole city. And we just talked about Renee's house being on the east side of town in Folly's Alley. And so, even now, it's a far walk. So, mm -hmm. imagine, back then, everyone ended up being called to fight this huge fire, including Renee's guards. So, Renee's guards, upon returning to their post, discovered him to be missing. Dang, Renee. While searching for him, less than two blocks away, they found the body of another child. Boy, I'm trying to give you some clear help here. You ain't needing help She really yourself. is trying. <laughs> <laughs> Renee was savoring his moments of freedom. Even with his mental shortcomings, he was well aware that he was different from the rest of the townspeople. Obviously. Obviously. On this particular night, though, it was said that he reveled in his differences he noticed between himself and everyone else. As strong as he was large, he was said to be running towards the outskirts of the city limits, scooping up small animals and killing them as Dang he boy. went. He I can't defend you. <laughs> he only stopped once he came across cattle. Yeah, they're kind of heavy. And half a big. <laughs> Literally. And it was said that he'd never seen cattle before. So you can imagine with the mental shortcomings, seeing an animal of that magnitude that you can't just 
yeah. manipulate to your will. Hmm. It had to have like stopped him dead in his tracks. It had to have been. It had to have really been a sight for him. Hmm. I just can't imagine. Yeah, he he seriously. Um, I don't even know how to fight. So it was here on the outskirts of town that the mob actually caught up with him. (laughs) So it was here on the outskirts of town that that. (laughs) So it was here. Would you choose stop? Sucker, my bed. Well, you pat it. He's like, arr, arr, arr. <laughs> Shall we get across the room? <laughs> it was here that the mob caught up with him on the outskirts of town. The mob is said to have encircled the boy giant, jabbed at him with pitchforks, and he just began fighting with all his might. As he attempted to get free, he had at least 15 men holding him down. Dang, boy. That's a big boy. I'd have fight too, though. If they that's true. Pitchforks. But that's a big boy. That's, that's you gonna have boy. to have fifteen grown men to hold you down. And and I mean he he's like um what's what's the dude's name? Then it was a down. Dun dun dun. You know when the pitchforks and they chased him. No. Yeah, you do. He's, he's a Disney story. Go ahead. I got all sidetracked on that one. I'm so lost. <laughs> it's okay. You like the beast? Yeah, I guess that was Beauty and the Beast. I don't know. Oh, dear Lord. Okay. So, as I said, there was at least 15 men holding him down. He wasn't going anywhere. He was wrestled to the ground, bound with rope, and hauled deeper into the woods by a carriage. The group of men stopped when they reached a massive oak tree. A thick rope was then put around Renee's neck in the form of a hangman's loop. And the other end was thrown high into the tree. Renee fought with all his might, but it was to no use. Fifteen men had to hoist him up into the trees that night. And if you know anything about death by hanging, it's not an easy way to go. Oh, no, no, no. You get lucky if your neck snaps immediately. Yeah. It doesn't happen often. No. And, like, especially especially those that, like, do it themselves. Like, yeah. DIY neck hanging, not yeah. a good idea. Yeah. It's, like, terrible because you're very unlikely to get it wrong. I mean, right. Yeah. So, Renee's neck was said to be very strong and thick. Dear Lord. Yeah. Leaving him to hang for a long time before dying. Finally, his body relaxed and the men let go and he fell to the ground with a thud. He was then loaded onto the carriage, driven deeper into the woods and forest where his body was thrown into the water. Okay. No prayers were said. No marker was erected. The men did what they came to do, and they left as quickly as they could, all 15 of them agreeing never to speak of what they had done that night. You know, the um, legality of this was going through my mind. I mean, because they're just as... Well, not just as guilty. But he, I guess in 1800, might not have had juries and all that stuff. And quite as many rules as you do now. Well, they did when they hung um, Richard White and Alice Riley. I mean, you have a right to a trial. Yeah, I don't know why they handled this case the way they did. I found it very odd in myself. The only thing I can think is because fear of him, his size, his 
And the fact that he's a child. I had a child. What are we saying? Are we saying he's 15? You know, nobody's ever given an age. They always just call him the boy giant or like a child or, you know, they don't. And I don't know if they mean boy giant as in like boy in my. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. It's not really specified. So this is actually where I'm going to stop and say that this is freaking terrible. The story all around, like, I honestly believe that this person had to have some sort of mental disability, making this seem all the more wrong and heartbreaking on both ends. But like we've talked about in those days, of course, there was nothing they really knew of medicine. So you can't really harp on it much. But as convinced as these men were in their convictions against Renee, they had to have been wrong. And I say this because it is noted that the child killings did not end in, with Renee's death. Two more young children would disappear from their Follies Alley's homes and never be heard from again. This is where the local legend about Renee Rondolia gets weirder. Yeah, but they didn't make sure he was dead. Would they have known in the 1800s about pulps and, and what if he was just unconscious? They threw him in the river. Well, oh, I'd have been pissed. I'd have come back and killed them, screw the kids. <laughs> but she's gonna say the murders continued. Oh my god. It could have actually still been Renee. Holy crap, I just got chills. <laughs> no, you because you don't even know like the rest of the story yet. Oh my god! No, I'm not. I'm right here with everybody who's listening. Oh my god! Dun dun dun! <laughs> <laughs> you got a dun 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 face. I I have a shock face. I hadn't even like even thought about that yet. Oh my god! Okay. I thought about the second they threw him in the river. I mean, he didn't have he didn't have blocks tied to him or nothing. You know what I mean? All right, well, let's just go ahead and mark her Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Call me your mother. You always tell me I'm doing better than the FBI. You are, man. <laughs> okay, but it gets weird. Just putting a break so that I can tell when we stop talking with the rise and fall. <clears throat> Like all ghost stories, we are left to wonder, is this real or not? Is it is it true or is it fiction? And honestly, it's really hard to corroborate this story. So, we're going to start... We're going to... Like all ghost stories, we are left to wonder, is this real or not? And honestly, it's really hard to corroborate this story. So, we will start with what I've been able to dig up. Because let me tell you, it was hard. Number one. There was, in fact, a family named Rondolia in Savannah during this period of time. However, depending on where you read, the spelling of the name will differ. Some have it Rondolia with an H, some have it without. And it could just be an issue of information transferred through the years, or it could mean that this family was in no way related to the one in the story. Number two. Interesting. Yeah, I'd be taken to be like, what you got against my name? <laughs> We'd be having to come to Jesus. So, number two, the story itself has many different versions. It's impossible to say which is true or if any of them are true. In the story I told you, 
It was said that his body was thrown into the water and that they found him on the outskirts of town, running out and stopped by cattle. Mm -hmm. But I have also read where he was found by a mob in tunnels under Savannah. Here we go, then. So, everywhere you go, every website you look at, every person you turn to that knows anything about this story will inevitably have their own version. And I'm not saying that any one story has any more credibility than the other by any means. I just believe that so much time has passed that we can't really say for sure what happened to him. If anything even did happen to him. I don't know. I don't think anybody knows enough to fully say this is what went down in this period of time. I mean, things change with word of mouth. Yeah, it's like we talked about the other day. They didn't record. They didn't have accurate records and um recording and filing systems and stuff like that so and well even at that too you go back to the spelling of the name they should at least been able to spell it incorrectly why am i going to look here and find it with an agent here without when i was looking up to like write this story i literally like i had the book that i had bought that i was flipping through and i looked looked up stuff online and i kept having to like look back and make sure i was talking about the same thing because of the name spelling it's a really big thing. Interesting. Along with the different versions of the story. True. So I picked the most plausible, well, the, plausible and the one that was actually like published <laughs> in a book. There you go. But okay, so number three, there's absolutely no evidence to suggest that there was ever a Rene Rondolia, and he was never buried in Colonial Park Cemetery, as one story may suggest, and as te- as the television show. Scariest Places on Earth on Fox Family Channel suggests people have tried to locate the grave plot based on where the show said it was in Colonial Park Cemetery, but it is not there. Isn't that one where they moved everybody around? Well, yes, that too. There is that. But <laughs> but his body was said to be thrown in the river. Well, they do fish him out. This is true. This is where I'm talking about we don't know what happened. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, the... the, um, the Union soldiers moved moved the burial um, tombstones and all that stuff all around, so it'd be almost impossible to find him. Probably buried there, and um, so I mean, I don't think they would go. Oh, this is that creepy kid. We better leave his tombstone. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, but if you threw the body in the water, why would you bury it to begin with? Why would there even be a plot? The body ain't in the water. I'm thinking Choker woke up and was swimming. Oh, my God. I'm getting chills. he's that strong, his neck's that thick. Oh, my God. I'm going to have a full-blown heart attack. Yeah, well, don't do it in here with me. Oh, my God. I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting freaked out. She's freaking me out. I was supposed to be freaking her out. She's freaking me out. I mean, you know, if you don't make somebody's dead, they might not be. What was that sickness they had? Oh, the yellow, like the yellow fever episode where yeah. um they yeah, would like make their breathing so shallow wow. and um mm-hmm. it would slow their pulse so much that mm-hmm. they appeared dead mm-hmm. and they weren't. Oh, these idiot little mob, they must not have killed him. I don't know, but I think I'm gonna kill somebody. I'm gonna make sure to like do the job correctly. Oh, yeah, because you ain't coming back to get me. No. I ain't gonna sleep with one eye open the rest of my life. No. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not gonna be like, Oh, he's gone. No, he ain't fool, he waiting for you. Yeah. No. Go in a dark alley and find out if he's here. Exactly. Oh, my God. I would die. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 
So, Mm -hmm. and then number four, since most people have done more digging than myself, they say we have no historical evidence to believe that he was even a real person. Okay. So, at this point, we're kind of either forced to believe that it was real and it did happen, or it was more than likely just a story used to frighten children and warn them of the dangers of staying out too late. That's just abusive. Well, I mean, it's all you can really come up with a good whopping couple centuries later. But they recorded births back in those days. Births and deaths, I think. I don't know. Still today, though, we're told that Renee's spirit is said to haunt the catacombs under Savannah, which would corroborate the mob that followed him under Savannah. Yeah. That would go with that story. And the cemetery Colonial Park. And they say the shadow of his body can sometimes be seen hanging from a tree in the swamps. Okay. So maybe somehow the catacombs were used and it came out near the swamps. And the swamps we have decided are actually what we call the marsh now. Probably. Which is where the water would have come from. Because it would be near water. Mm. Okay. Hello, junior detectives. (laughs) But he's extremely hard to miss. If you do see his figure, you're probably going to realize if it's him. Because, I mean, dude was seven foot tall. So when you see a seven foot tall ghost, you'd be like, oh, hey, yeah, that's you. What's up, Nene? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Nene, that's the best you can do. <laughs> a lot of people, little kids call Renee. They just call him and get his Nene out of it. So, <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I'd be nice to him, for God's sake. <laughs> Apparently, he is not so fine, a little kid, so I might be safe. You little to him. I mean, everybody's little. Nobody's safe. <laughs> <laughs> lore and legends would be nothing if they didn't leave you wondering right yep well how about this in the early 1900s a builder doing work on the grounds of the old rondolia home Found the grave of Renee and opened it. Okay. No remains could even be found. It was believed that the body had been moved to an unmarked grave on Hutchinson Island just across from the Savannah River. During construction of the Western Resort on the island, skeletal remains were found in an unmarked grave. The skeleton was found to be over seven feet tall. They know. The resort developer decided to leave the now ancient remains undisturbed, building the foundation over the gravesite. You know, for a minute there, that was respectful. <laughs> it was until he built the Weston yeah. on top of it. Yeah, yeah. Who's standing at the Weston tonight? <laughs> Not me. Okay, and I can see the. Um, I can see why Mama would do that. If if Mom. Is that protective of him? She would. Yeah. She would. She would. I could see her taking him and burying him somewhere unmarked that only she she and the father. Yeah. She and the father would know Mm -hmm. where they can visit and pay respects. But 
the town can't desecrate and vandalize. When making it look like mom buried him in the backyard, um, which might have even been um, kind of common back in those days. Oh, it was. And and then that way it's a place to respect him. While, like you said, no one could do anything to his remains. Mm-hmm. Give, in mom's mind, giving him a peaceful death and burial. Yeah. Giving him a peaceful like afterlife. Float down the Savannah River. How did um I don't know how he got to be buried. See, that's the thing. There's so many holes in the story. Mm-hmm. All I can figure is, I mean, like you said, they didn't they didn't put cement booties on. <laughs> so he, he came home. Oh God. <laughs> you stop that. Yeah, seriously, okay, they didn't see many to the to the to, to the bottom of Savannah River. And, and to, he, to to spit it out. To, to, to just bother, so, <laughs> I think because I mean, when you say they put him in the river, I don't think this big freaking behind Savannah River. And then it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's the only river river going through Savannah. So had to be Savannah River, which is pretty crap and deep. So if they put Sam up booties on him, he'd have been down there. Yeah, and he couldn't come back up. But apparently, the idiots did not do that. You can do a job, do it right, and then um, Joe not going to come home. Yeah. Okay, so what do you do when you come home, Mama? They try to kill me. Do you want to bury me instead? What What? What happened? Did he live out his days in peace? Or did they chase him through the catacombs after that? Did other people chase him through the catacombs? And... Getting that way. I don't know. See, there's so, mu- there's so much that's really left to, like, wonder. Yeah. And that's, I think that's really where the creepiness in the story lies. Because like you said, he could have come home. He could have drowned. He could have. Yeah. There's so many possibilities. The drowning is just not seeming very possible. If he's so big, his neck's so thick and all this. And they obviously didn't know what the crap they were doing. Yeah, I mean, they just waited until his body went movie. limp. So all it said was they waited until his body went limp. No. So he, he could have just, yeah. Yeah. Passed out from... passed out. Mm-mm. Well, folks, it's solved. If they'd been Italian, they'd have put daggum cement booties on him. I mean, have they never seen The Godfather? Come on, you should put cement booties on him. Oh, they need to watch more TV. Truthfully, though, I don't know if we'll ever know. Yeah. But maybe he really did exist after all, and there was simply no record kept on him, birth, death, or anything because of his peculiarities. Maybe Savannah just wanted to wash away any shred of truth about him away when he was said to be killed. Maybe they just decided to leave him dead. I'm going to clean the, clean the town up a little bit to just leave him dead. Or... Maybe, and most likely, someone was running around late at night and their mamas didn't like it, so they decided to put a spin up on some tall tale. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> tall tale. <laughs> okay, maybe a little pun. But they decided to do this just to keep their kids from wandering around at night and the body that was uncovered just happened to be a really tall average man. Could be. Those are the only two possible outcomes I can see for the story. You know, some, some of these kids just don't listen. Mama might have to scare a little uh, come to Jesus in them. Mm-hmm. So, okay, okay. And truthfully, though, we're never really going to know for sure if any shred of it is 
the truth if any shred of it happened, yet night after night, ghost tours are being conducted all over Savannah, still today spreading the story of Renee Rondolia. They had to do something to make money in Savannah, so. Yeah? He may as well be included. I just wish that I could actually, like, find out more about how he was said to have died. Like, the full, like, how if I could piece it together a little more. I feel like that would kind of help determine whether or not I I would actually believe that the bones found under the West, and they're still there, by the way, have fun staying the night there, are his or somebody else's. You never going to know now unless you bust up Florida Weston. <laughs> Think about it. What you going to do? I don't know. Uh, everything I read says that it's far more likely that it was used to frighten children and warn them of the dangers of staying out too late. And they credit the story of the ponderous and deadly Renee with inspiring more sleepless nights on camping trips than any other story in Savannah. Oh, no, there was a time where ghost stories on camping trips, they got spooky. Don't tell me that crap out in the middle of nowhere with a darn fire of my light. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. You, yeah, that used to be that's really why I, I, That's why I didn't go camping. No, I don't play that crap. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But I've also heard, and this is a little more, it's a little more, like, iffy, but I've also heard that Renee Rondolier, the thing with him is that he was actually more of an influence on Mary Shelley's book, Frankenstein. Like, she, like, the story goes that she met this man in Savannah that lived here. He was a socialite and historian through her, like, through her father. They were friends. Mm -hmm. And he recounted the tale of Renee to Shelley. And she wrote the book Frankenstein based off of Renee's tale. And he was only to have killed three children? Mm Mm-hmm. Did any more animals show up? Not really mentioned. But the problem is there's no historical evidence to support yeah. this theory either. Because, in fact, like, when her... Hmm. Hmm. Was the story made up? So, you know me. I looked this up after we finished the first part of the conversation and decided to kind of give an update. So, I found this story on him. And this ghost story actually takes a much darker slant than the other stories. And this tale... Renee liked to snap the neck of little girls. After killing two, he dragged their bodies into Savannah's underground tunnels, the tunnels that are under the Colonial Park Cemetery. And after snapping the neck of one too many, he found himself the victim of a lynch mob. 
he was dragged kicking and screaming to a nearby swamp, lynched, and then left for dead. The story does not end there, though. Not soon after, he was said to have met his ultimate demise. The residents soon found out that he might not be dead, just like you had suspected. Mm-hmm. They found out that he might be responsible for the deaths of innocents because if he was in fact dead, his ghost was now responsible for murdering more children and even some grown women. That's why I was curious. I mean, why would he kill three kids and quit? Or and or even at that, like, why would he kill three kids? And if it was truly him, why would there be more killings after his death? Exactly. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Hauntedology. It means the world to me. I write these shows and edit them myself. So I really appreciate all of your support. And I cannot wait until next week's episode. Thank you guys so much for being the best.